0: We are in Sefer Melachim Bet, chapter 3. And we... uh, The beginning of the chapter is when the king of Israel wants to um, attack Moab for rebelling against him. King of Israel is... At this time, is... No, Achav is already dead. Hmm. Um, uh, Yehoram. Okay, the king of Israel is Yehoram. And uh, he invites both the king of Edom and Yehoshaphat, king of Yehuda, to come with them. They go, and all of a sudden, they have they get stuck on the way because there's no water. So they're all going to die of thirst. So um, they call, so Yehoshaphat says, sir, I need Navi here that we could speak because Yehoshaphat is a tzaddik. They end up finding that Elisha, some, for some reason, is in the ranks of the soldiers, maybe because he knew he would be needed. He goes, and they ask him uh, to do nivuah for them, and he says, I'm not going to do it for you, king of Israel. I'm going to do it because of Yehoshaphat. Then, he asks him to bring a musician and the musician plays for him until he feels the spirit of Hashem. <coughs> and then the first thing he says is, You won't see the wind and you won't see the rain, but the water will appear. And then the second thing, And not only will you see the water in a miraculous way, that miracle of seeing the water will be easy. You're going to, God is going to give Mu'av into your hands as well. So not only are you going to see water and you're going to survive this drought... Of your soldiers, you are going to defeat Moab in battle. And you will uh, strike every uh, fortified city and every city that is good, like uh, populous or maybe wealthy. And every good tree you're going to chop down. And all of the springs of water you're going to stop up. And all of the good portions you will pelt with stones. Any good piece of land you will fill with stones so you can't plant there any longer. Okay, that's what it means. If you have a good land and you fill it with stones, it's just, it just becomes a... And when the settlers, not the early settlers of Israel, not like the, the quote-unquote settlers that the left likes to talk about, but mm-hmm. when the original Israelis came to Israel, one of the most ty- difficult tasks was to take the stones off of the earth so that they could start planting it. Right? So if you put stones on the earth, you're basically making it, like, uh, you're setting the earth back uh, many, many years so mm-hmm. that you can't plant anywhere. So basically, not only will you beat Moab in war, you're going to debilitate their economy by stopping up the uh, uh, water and uh, the springs and making it hard for them to plant so that they're eternally weakened as a people. Mm-hmm. Okay, There is a discussion, it says that you're going to cut down every good tree there's an Isur in Torah And I think Parashat Kitetz That whenever you go out to war You're not allowed to cut down fruit trees uh, So the Chachamim discuss What exactly is the permission to do so here against Moab Why would it be allowed? Some say because <coughs> um, Moab was a particularly evil nation So that rule didn't apply Some say it was a specific commandment by Elisha In this war But meaning like just for this war, he permitted the destruction of the trees, but, um, but not in, uh, in other wars, he wouldn't allow it. It was just one specific war where it was necessary to, to cut the trees and, and to go against that word of the Torah, which the Navi could is allowed to suspend one halakha, let's say, for a specific short amount of time. Like kind of like what Eliyahu did on Hara karmel that he brought a korban outside the Beit HaMikdash, okay? So some say that, some say it only applies that you're not allowed to cut down trees when you're laying siege to a city. But if you're going to a normal battle and you're not in the middle of sieging the city, then there is no isur to cut down a tree. So these are all the opinions on that, okay? <laughs> and then it was in the morning, uh, <coughs> the next day, <coughs> as the, at the time that you would have, brought the Mincha, I guess, sometime in the afternoon, that they the water started coming from the side of Edom. Okay, it was like a flash flood kind of thing, that, that and the land became filled with water. But then Mu'av, the enemy, hears that all three kings have come to do battle with them. So they called out and they gathered every person who can wear a belt, meaning a belt of arms, And older And they stood at the border Ready to fight They gathered all of their men Ready to fight They woke up in the morning And the sun Reflected on the water And the waters Because of the reflection of the sun Looked red like blood So the Moabites They looked at the water And they saw It looked like All of the flash flood Was filled with blood So they said to themselves He said this blood is from the infighting of the kings And each each king struck the other king And now we can go and just take the spoils Mm -hmm. That's what they thought happened The Moabites people are standing there They see the reflection of the sun It looks red It has like a red glint You know like If you see the sun at the right time The waters will look red they think it's all blood, they say, oh, they're already killing each other. They probably got into a fight. Let's just go and take the spoils now. Okay, so now they think it's going to be a quick battle. In the meantime, Israel, Yehuda, and Edom are standing there ready to attack. They come to the camp of Israel. And uh, Israel then came, once the Moabites came, they they. Hit, they struck them, they ran away from them, and they struck them. And as they would go and as they chased them, they kept striking them more and more blows. So Israel wins the war. Wait, I thought they were going to think that they were dying. The Moabites thought, thought that, that we Israelites dying. and oh. the Yehuda were dying because oh, okay. the water that came in the flash flood had the sun's glare on it. And no, they no, thought no, it I, looked red. I mixed up who saw who. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, the Moabites thought the Israelites, the Jews, were dying. So the Moabites attacked preemptively. Okay. And then the Jews are just standing there, like waiting for them to come down the hill. Like it was, it was great. And so they just started killing all of them. And then as they they pushed back against the offensive, they struck them all the way back into Moab. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then they destroyed the cities and every good portion of land, they threw stones on it, and they filled it with stones, and any spring of water they filled, they stopped up, and every good tree they cut down. harashet, Until the only place left was the walls of harashet, which was a fortified city, and then the Kalaim, the, uh, the, um, the sling throwers, they came around the city, and they started attacking it with stones, they started pelting the city with stones, and the king of Moab saw that the war was too powerful for him and that he was losing. So he took a small band of 700 elite soldiers and he tried to break through the Edomite blockade and they couldn't. So they also got killed in this attempt to break through the Edomite uh, uh, blockade. But then Pasuk kavzan. this is where the story ends. Very weird ending. So the king of Moab took his oldest son, Asher Yimloch that would have reigned under him. And he brought him on the wall as an offering. And he slaughtered him and he brought him as an offering. And there was a anger over Israel. And they left him and they went back to the land. Okay, so the war ends. How does it end? The king of Moab gives his son as a Korban. Um, we could discuss Abed tomorrow, what exactly happened there. Some say it wasn't his son, it was that he took the Edom king's son and then he slaughtered the Edom king's son on the wall as a korban, which would explain why all of a sudden everybody was just sick to their stomach and left. Um, some say it was his own son and he was trying to prove to B'nai Israel that you think Abraham Avinu is great because he, slaughtered, he was willing to slaughter his son for Hashem, I am also willing to do so. So take away the zechut from Abraham Avinu. And he did. He went and he slaughtered his own son. The only difference is that we don't actually believe in doing that. It's just, that uh, it was just Abraham proved his devotion, but he didn't actually do it. And the king of Moab actually did it, which shows how depraved he was. And Bnei Israel got, just got sick to their stomachs, and they just left the war after that. And everybody went home. Okay. So then that that's the war. Very interesting war. Bazaar. Uh, Shall we continue Dalit tomorrow? Baruch Amen. Amen.